Hello and welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast that explores the idea of imposter syndrome. My name is Bianca Woolwick. I'm your host and I'll be interviewing my friends and people that inspire me to figure out if we all have it figured out or what the key to success is. Before I begin my episode, I just want to highlight something a friend of mine is doing. Kwong Lam was laid off from working um, in fashion design, and he has since decided to give back big time. So I want to highlight his thing, which is called Design by Donation. So it's free masks by volunteers and free sewing kits for volunteers for face masks. And their goal is to make 100,000 free CDC-recommended cloth face masks to the most vulnerable of COVID-19. So free mask priority is going to be given to those on the front lines of this epidemic, um, and masks are donated and distributed by angel volunteers. I'm going to go ahead and link the GoFundMe in this description, and I really think that if you guys have you know, five, $10 to spare, or even if you are wanting to get on the sewing machine and help make these patterns can be sent to you. Any little bit helps. And I really think it's incredible in terms of COVID and quarantine. I much prefer the people that are out there doing something creative, something generous. And in my opinion, if we come out kinder, more generous, more loving, and more creative than we're doing our job. So Kwong, this is amazing. Um, also, I'm going to link in his drag queen account, which is Glam to the Fabulous, which is actually how we met. And I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart to be doing this for all of the people in LA and the nation worldwide, etc. And keep fighting the good fight. My guest today is Austin-based marketer, Christina Dowers. So let's just hop into it. How's it going? Pretty good. I'm uh, getting used to this quarantine situation and working from home. It's not been easy, but um, doing okay. How about you? I'm, you know, doing the best I can given the situation. To my guests that are listening right now, you are listening to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. And the lovely voice on the other end is my guest today, Christina Dowers. So uh, what's the weather like in Texas right now? Um, it is bipolar. Um, some days it's like, it was like that in Denver too. Um, so I guess I'm used to it, but, um, some days it's sunny and great. And then like the next day it'll just be storming all day and just like cloudy and like just really bad poop weather. So today it just started raining. And then, um, yes, the day before that it was like sunny and like 75. So it really just depends. Yeah, we've kind of had some similar weather patterns here in San Diego. Um, really? I'm, it, it, yeah, like it looks warmer than it is right now outside. So I went and I went to get the mail. I was wearing shorts and I was like, oh, this is not the appropriate outfit. <laughs> oh, I heard it's like sunny and 75 all the time in San Diego. That's a, that's that... a lot. That, no. no? <laughs> I mean, it, okay. it's, no, it's, no, it's mostly nice. And it's really good weather patterns, but it's kind of like Denver or Austin where it's going to have like, it's weird seasonal changes that like just don't really right. weather-wise. Yeah. Anyway, why don't you um, give me your elevator pitch, uh, your 30,000 foot overview of like who you are okay. and what you're doing right now. All right. Well, I am 35 and I am single living in a small town in Texas, uh, which uh, Georgetown, which is right outside of Austin. 
Um, I just moved here in the middle of December for a job. Um, and so I'm, you know, getting my feet wet and still learning um, everything. But I am, um, my title is Assistant Marketing Manager. I work at a company called Southwest Solutions Group. Um, we essentially sell a warehouse and distribution center furniture um, to help them be more organized and more efficient. Um, and our marketing office is here in the Austin area. Um, and then our corporate office is in Dallas. So um, I um, manage one full-time writer and then two freelance writers right now. Um, so it's, it's my first time kind of, you know, being in charge of a full-time employee. So it's been um, a learning experience for me. Yeah. I just kind of had a similar situation uh, in my previous position. And I will tell you that like nothing prepares you for it because I've had yeah. intern, we've had interns, you, like we used to work. So I met Christina as we used to work together at a marketing agency in Denver. Um, and, and we had interns and we had people that we were sort of like same level with not really managing. Um, so it was very weird when I finally had like a full-time employee that I was actually helping like yeah. mentor. So yeah, yeah I, I understand that struggle a lot. Right. Yeah, so, it's like you're in charge of your performance, but then right. you're also in charge of somebody else's performance. Too. Exactly, so, and and, yeah. and whatever they do or however they de delay or keep their deadlines, it's a reflection of you whether or not you got your project done before right. them. Right, right. So when I reached out to you about this podcast idea, I mean, I think it was over a Zoom happy hour when this kind of all started. Yes. You were very interested. Yes. And... Um, so we're going to just get jump right into it. So okay. do you feel like you suffer from imposter syndrome in what ways and what does imposter syndrome mean to you? <laughs> I definitely suffer from it. Um, so a perfect example would be right before this podcast. I, um, I, so I, I suffer from anxiety, um, and I like work myself up before an interview or something mm -hmm. like I, I'm an introvert. So before any type of presentation or public speaking event, I'm like a hot mess pretty much. So um, before this podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to speak, you know, to all these people. And so um, that's an example that I got really nervous because I was afraid that I was going to say something stupid on the air. Um, and then another example is, you know, like I said, in my current position, I am currently managing a full-time employee and I've never done that before. Um, and so some, you know, some days I feel like I'm not qualified, you know, for my position, um, because it's, it's difficult, not only it, it's like, I'm used to answering to like my own performance, mm -hmm. but then I'm not, I'm not used to answering to somebody else's performance. So, um, you know, the employee that I, that I manage right now, she's been there for five years. Um, and so it's, it's, it's difficult cause it's like, I'm trying to learn, the company and everything and their process. And uh, my, my boss is trying to take us in a, in a different direction um, from a content perspective. So I'm having to like shift her mindset, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so I just, I, I feel that like imposter syndrome of like, Oh, like I, I feel like I'm not qualified to do this work. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I totally hear you. And, and like, I mean, I echo those same sentiments. Like, you know, there were days at my previous position where I was just like, man, like, what am I doing here? Like marketing director? Like, did I, yeah. do I, did I earn this? Should I be here? And then, but then there's other days I would go into work and I'd be like pumped up like, yeah, I got this. But, um, yeah. but I, 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 
at the end of the day, I want to take a step back. Like I've known you long enough to know that you're very good at what you do. Um, you're, you're a very strong writer. You're a very strong communicator, which is funny to me that you say you're an introvert because yeah. we've always been friends, right? So yeah. it's been, I've never noticed it, but really, yeah. And then okay. like with the anxiety thing, I, um, not today, not this podcast. Cause by this point, this is my fourth one that I've done. Yeah. Um, and I, at this point, like it's out there, it's in the world, it's getting like really positive feedback so far for me. Um, mm -hmm. and also kind of where I see my career going in the future. I'm not as afraid of this making me look bad because I'm only spreading the good, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I, but I, I get panic attacks pretty regularly. Um, uh, I'm a pretty anxious person. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm currently like through this quarantine trying to figure out how to like kind of work through that. Yeah. But I agree with you, like before a presentation and, and that kind of stuff, I definitely do get nervous, but yeah. you've met me. I can talk to anyone. That's just yeah. like yeah. the thing. But even so, like as much as of an extrovert as I am and as much of a communicator as I am, like sometimes I burn myself out completely and I'm just like, I can't. Oh, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I need, I need like a day to recoup. Right. Like, hours to like not talk to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But on yeah. that same vein, I mean, I've known you for a, a number of years now. I've, I've watched yeah. you kind of go from, you know, company to company after, you know, mm -hmm. a respectable amount of time. Mm -hmm. And cause you moved to Texas after being in Denver. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's beginning of 2017 is when mm -hmm. I moved. To, I moved to Houston. Yeah. And then I, I just guess, moved to the Austin area. Yeah. And I guess my question would be like, because you and I are similar career, similar trajectory career, and have done a lot of this like same things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess like, do you feel successful right now? Like at your career? Um, I'm going to go with no, <laughs> um, only because I, I don't know. It's like, I feel like in our industry and in marketing, it's kind of like, uh, it's not as steady and stable as probably other industries are. Um, and you're constantly having to, to keep ahead of the game and learn new things and stay ahead of everybody because it's, it's changing like by the hour almost. And so, um, sometimes I don't feel like I'm qualified. Like I know that like I enjoy writing and I enjoy like just general like mass communications and like, I've always like what you're doing right now, like the podcast thing, like I've always like dreamed of doing that. Um, so I think that's really cool that you're actually like pushing forward and doing it. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't feel qualified just because I feel like there's just so much to learn. And then like every company that I've been at, it's always something different. Like it's not like I've been in the same, the same type of market. Like some people will stay in healthcare marketing for like their whole career or somebody will, or, you know, financial marketing or whatever. And I just feel like since I've worked at agencies and then I've worked at different companies, I feel like I'm always having to, having to learn something new and like relearn how another company does things. Um, so sometimes I just feel like I'm just always behind or I'm always having to play catch up. Um, I, yeah, I get yeah. that so much. Uh, it's weird because every industry is at a different point of their marketing strategy. And yeah. every industry has different things or, or someone went in there and, you know, Mickey messed it up and, and it, you know, it, it screwed everything up. And now you're going in there and you have to be the doctor underneath the hood, making sure everything goes smoothly. And I yeah. found that like, I've done, like you said, agency work, I've done product side of marketing. I don't know which one I prefer. 
honestly, yeah. because I, I've done both and I've done really amazing stuff at both. When you do product side of marketing, you're in control. Right. You're tasking out to the vendors. And that's right. a great feeling if you've come from the agency side where you're used to like presenting them a shiny, fully fledged like marketing plan that you're like, please, please like me. And yeah. then they go, no. And then yeah. they cut the budget and then no longer, the agency no longer has an account. Like, right. So similar to what you were saying, yes, like it's a very unstable career in the sense of marketing is always the first to go, yet marketing is always what you need. So yeah. it, it, it's yeah. so weird and unfortunate. And there's a lot, and you know what I think is like the saddest thing right now is that there are so many strong crisis communicators that I know that have been laid off, myself yeah. included. Yeah. And it's like, well, what, like, you know, well, what did you, like, what are you, how are you going to position your brand now? Like how are, like yeah. moving forward, are you going to have the, the, the correct mindset and the sensitivity to know that you can't, you, you can't market the way we once did. So this is all going to change everything. Right. Right. Yeah. You would think that they would want to keep some people on to kind of help steer the ship during this time, or at least learn like, okay, how do we do this? Like, right. How do you know? Right. Um, so maybe it was just like a knee-jerk reaction with some companies because it's like, okay, like we don't have the money to pay these people or I don't know. Yeah. And that's another thing in this industry too. It's like, I don't, I just, I don't know if you've ever felt like this, but I just feel like I do so much and I'm not compensated for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, well, I felt that way in Denver. I don't know if you saw that, but I felt like um, the salaries didn't match like the cost of living. Um, that was one of my reasons for moving to Texas because the cost of living is was a lot cheaper. And I felt like the salaries at least matched that. And I didn't really feel that way in Denver. Like, I feel like yeah. I was like asking a lot just to get paid like fairly. And I was like, that's weird that I feel like I'm asking too much. Yeah. I agree with that. you because, and so just, um, for anyone listening or just tuning in the first time, like I'm originally from Colorado. Uh, so I, my career, my first eight years of my career or whatever, um, were in Denver. Um, I moved there after college and it's like Christina's saying, very hard to get paid what you're worth because the cost of living does not match the cost, the rate of pay. And you'll try for a job and there'll be 200 other applicants that are willing to take this small amount of money because they want to live in Denver so badly, but they're coming from a big city and they have more experience. So it's, it's a very cutthroat kind of, um, it's a cutthroat market, something I'm, I wasn't used to. I never got used to it. I had to, I had to do the rat race of like looking for jobs on like Andrew Hudson's job list and mm -hmm. built in Denver and this and that. And I just, I just felt like every company, the only companies that would want to hire me would be startups. And then they'd be like, but like, actually like, we're going to pay you in sandwiches. And you're like, that's, yeah. that's not how yeah. this works. <laughs> um, so I ended up going freelance myself and I know you freelanced in the past. Yeah. 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 I, just I, I find people, no, sorry. Oh no, that's okay. Well, I was going to say, I just couldn't find people to pay me. And that was in Denver. Yeah. 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 It's hard. I think like it's hard just getting like your, your initial, um, you know, first gig. I think, so I don't know, this isn't true in Houston, but I know in Denver, um, one of my connections at creative circle did a really great job with getting me a couple of clients. And I know they kind of have a bad, like sometimes they have a bad reputation in certain cities of like, Oh, like we don't actually get people clients. Like we just kind of keep people's name on our list. But the one in Denver actually like got, got, me my first couple of clients. So I don't know how they are in San Diego, but it might yeah. be a good resource. 
Well, that's that's pretty good news to hear. I, I was always hesitant to work with a recruiter and the work with a recruiting yeah. agency um, because the contract seems so binding and limiting. Because I, you know, I was out there shooting out resumes, you know, cranking them out, right? Like, yeah, and it, you know, my the 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 funniest meme I've ever seen because I feel like I feel like applying for jobs needs to be so much simpler. Like, here's my resume. You look at yeah. it, you like it. You yeah. Me. Yeah. Instead, it's like you upload your resume. And then you have to enter in your work history. Oh so that my That takes gosh. like 20 minutes. And then I know. you wrote the right keywords. So you get a call back. Yeah. So it, it just, it's funny. It's funny that that's kind of like this, like we have this old like art, like there's companies that get it. It's super easy for them to just, just submit it. We got it great. And then there's the other ones where it's like, okay, well now you have to like enter your high school information with this and that. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm 30, you know, <laughs> like I graduated so long ago. Yeah. 12 years ago. Yeah. It's funny. I have had seen a few applications like that where they're asking for high school information, like your activities. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, really? Like, does that matter at this point? But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, from the outside perspective, I would say you're, you're successful and you're, and you're doing, you know, I'm comparing it to me and where I'm at in my career. And, and I, I don't want this to sound like, Oh, well, I got laid off and like, like, like life is life sucks and marketing sucks. I still love yeah. marketing. I do it yeah. every dang day. Yeah. I, you know, I have, like, I have realtor friends. I have small business friends. They consult with me constantly. Do they pay me? No, but I, like <laughs> people will come to me and do a sensitivity check or they'll say, I want to do this. How would you do it? And I don't mind that because I'd yeah. rather be a resource because I think that like gate paywalling things to like not be able to help the small little guys is, is bad. So I'm yeah. always willing to help. Well, that's great. Yeah. I think it's important to kind of still stay in contact with people that are in, or not even not in the marketing industry, but just like people that, you know, in different markets, um, to be able to help them. And you never know like that might turn into a job one day or it might turn into right. a client. So yeah. And, and I don't know where I'll go from here, but, and, and a lot of the conversations I've been having for the podcast, they've been really enlightening and making me think like differently. And mm -hmm. um, I had one friend reach out to me and she was like, why are you not working for yourself? And I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I, my, my brand is like, and you've met me, it's kind of like in your face. Like, yeah, it's, it's not, I don't mean to, it's just, I'm very like, outgoing and yeah. unique. I dress very loudly and I'm yeah. a loud talker and I have tattoos, <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I'm, I'm alternative. Yeah. And then you combine that with like my fanatical love of like pizza and Guy Fieri and like the things <laughs> I'm passionate about. I had like a Tina yeah. Belcher sitting on my desk. I had a Joey Vitone bobblehead. Like I, I'm a true marketer. Like I should be in an yeah. agency, but yet yeah. I just never fit in an agency. Did you feel that way too? Oh yeah. I think my number one thing, and I don't know if you felt this when we were working together, I, I, but this is at any agency, so it's not a knock on anyone in particular, but I don't like tracking my hours. Mm -mm, um, and I think that's like my like weakness. So I don't think I work well in agency environment. Um, just because of that. Um, I work better with deadlines, but like hours, I, I have I like, a hard time. I with you. I feel like, I felt like at the company we worked with in particular, and I don't know if it's changed, it's been a number of years since you and I have worked there. Mm -hmm. um, but at the time they were making changes to move forward out of this kind of system where it was like, big brother is watching you and you better clock out when you pee, yeah. <laughs> you know, and use the bathroom. <laughs> but 
But I, I agree with you. Like I actually, when I'm interviewing at an agency, I ask them how they're tracking things because I don't like, I won't do my best work under the time constraint of 25, like 0.25 of an hour, which is, you know, like I I won't be 15 or 20 minutes, but I won't just, I don't do well um, with that. And I agree. I'm better Mm -hmm. with deadlines. Like I'm really good. I like, I write a to-do list every day. um, And then I, I I knock things off that list. But when you had to add like clock in, clock out, find the client, do this, do that. It just like, it took more from my day than me actually being creative and productive. I felt like. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of sucks the creativity out of you. And and their whole reason for agencies is like they, they go to you for creativity. And I feel like it just kind of sucks the creativity out of, out of people, you know? Right. So I don't know, but I think that, but I don't think I do well in agencies. And then also I'm an introvert and a lot of agencies are open office environments. Um, and so like, I don't know, like, I feel like even an open office environment, I tend to just put like headphones on or something. And like, I don't feel like it's as sociable as people like want it to be. I feel like sometimes it kind of makes people not want to be social or at least people with my personality type. So yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, I and yeah. this, you know, to go back one, I'll go back one more time to where we work. So that's where we met. Um, yeah. I also can't work at a place where it's like, it's unlimited vacation because it's not technically unlimited. What that says yeah. to me and what that says about a future employer is that you don't respect my time enough to like, and trust me enough to go on an actual vacation. Yeah. Like you yeah. expect me to not, to not unplug. And, and that's, yeah. it sounds like freedom, but it's not, it's, it's yeah. actually a way to control your employees. So that's right. just kind of my two cents on it, you know, but yeah, but no, I, I agree, but I'm glad you're doing, you know, something that you love at a company that feels a little more stable. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's all stable so far. I mean, they, they've let us know during this quarantine time that they want to keep everybody on um, and that they're not going to do layoffs, right? Like they won't be doing layoffs, but like if we get to phase three, which is like three months from now, if we're still in the same position, they would be doing furloughs, mm-hmm. um, which they would want to hire everybody back. Um, so uh, they're kind of like in phase one right now where it's like, we're not spending any extra money on anything like travel, you know, conferences, obviously, you know, things like webinars, things like that. But, um, so we're like keeping our budget lean. Um, but if we get to the, that point, you know, later on down the road, then they would eventually do furloughs, but, um, we're not there yet. So hopefully, you know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Time will tell, I guess. I, I, I feel pretty confident and I, I would only think that, you know, having a, that's really great that they have a plan in place and that they're, yeah. that, they, that they're thinking ahead. Yeah. Um, and I think more companies are kind of trending that way. Um, I know for me on my front, like I, um, yes, I am like actively looking at job positions and, and stuff, but mm-hmm. I also, um, I also understand and empathize that like, you can't really hire right now. Cause how would you train in? Yeah. How will you know? So, and, and I, and I'm a person that I could work remotely, but I also really enjoy going into an office being an extrovert. So right. I, I, right. I imagine that this is going to be a weird kind of me going back into the workforce kind of type thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, well, cause before this all happened, I feel like there were a lot of articles out and people talking on LinkedIn um about how we're moving towards like a remote workplace anyways like mm-hmm. you know there's a lot more like remote workers and people who work from home um and so i feel like with 
this epidemic happening, like I feel like, you know, maybe it'll kind of make companies pause and think like, hey, like how can we be creative and utilize employees that can work remotely? You know, um, yeah. how do we, you know, think on our feet um, in, in that aspect? So I don't know, like, and hopefully it'll help with people who are looking for jobs too. Cause it's like, you can't really go into an office and interview right now. And you can't really, like you were saying, train for a job. So, I mean, hopefully it'll, more remote positions will pop up for people. Yeah. And um, I, I, I missed kind of commenting on your point of uh, that you were like really excited that I started this podcast. I just want to like put a note that like I've wanted to be a podcast guest on anyone's podcast for years, <laughs> like for really? years, like truly yeah. like I, I'm like sub me in coach. Yeah. And no one ever took me up on it. And I'm like, cool, oh. well, I'm just going to start talking into a microphone. And if people like it, they like it. Yeah. Um, but I, it, I, I've been marinating on this idea for probably a year. And I had this really inspirational con- like conversation with a friend of mine. And that was it. I got the domain and I, I went for it. Yeah. Well, that's great. I think it's, I think that's wonderful that you're just like, you know what, I'm just going to go for it and start my own podcast. Yeah. Like what's the worst thing they're going to do? Tell me that I'm not, <laughs> that I'm not interesting yeah. or this isn't a relevant topic. Cause we know yeah. it is. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And like, I think it's great that you're starting with your friends and your followers first and mm-hmm. it's people that will support you and share, you yeah. know, what you have to say. Yeah. Well, I think we really touched on the imposter syndrome portion. So let's kind of move on to more like fun conversations. Okay. Um, okay. So um, let's see. Uh, let's move on to uh, what is a one or a few things that you're fanatical about and why? I'm going to give an example. Uh, right now, I'm a super huge fan of Big Ed on 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days because he's from San Diego. Nice. And I am also a huge fan of Instagram Live right now that drag queens are doing because you can join oh. it and talk to them, which is really cool for free. Oh, that's cool. Um, so it's kind of like uh, Instagram's really crushing it with this whole quarantine thing, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, so I would say, like, I feel like, well, even before this happened, like, I love listening to people who are funny um, and I love comedy. Um, cause I just feel like the world needs it right now. And so, um, I love listening to people who are funny. And so one person that I have been listening to, especially during this whole quarantine time, her name is Jen Hatmaker. Um, she actually lives in South Austin. So I'll, after this whole thing dies down, I may end up stalking her. Um, <laughs> we're trying to find her house. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. She's Jen. like, <laughs> I just, no. I love her. <laughs> she um so she has a podcast um it's called for the love and she does something similar that you do it's a weekly podcast and she interviews somebody a different person every week um and it's more it's it is it does have a faith bent to it but she appeals to like a wide audience um it's not just you know people who are religious or spiritual Um, and I just, I think she's just so funny. Like she's hilarious. Like if you listen to any of her online videos or if you follow her on social media, like she's funny, but she also is like two dimensional. She has some depth to her as well. Like, it's not just like, Oh, I'm I'm a funny person. Like she makes you think about things. And I feel like that's kind of hard to do. Like, I think like, I, I don't know. I feel like I admire those people who can be funny, but then also like make you think, you know? 
and it's like, you know, one sentence that she says and you're just like, oh, wow. And you'll be thinking about it for like a couple of days, you know? So, um, I shut the door. I shut the bedroom door. Oh, he's barking. Let me get this. Oh, that's okay. Fast. Um, but yeah, keep going. That's okay. Um, and so I, I really like her, her, like in her podcast, she's doing, she's doing like daily videos of her life in quarantine right now, which are freaking hilarious. Like the other day she did this whole video I think it was like 10 minutes where she was sitting in her bathtub and yoga pants, drinking wine at four 30. And she was like, I can't deal with my teenage kids anymore. So she's like, That's this so is funny. Like, this is my life. And it was just like, it's so funny. Like she's just like, I don't know, but you'll have to listen to her. And then yeah. also, um, Matt Belisai, I've seen him. Yes, I love him. He's one of my favorite. He's also one of my favorite humans. Um, and I listen to, um, he also has a podcast other than his videos that he posts, which are, it's called Wine About It. He also has a, a podcast mm -hmm. that I listen to. Um, I don't know if it's weekly or not, but um, I really enjoy like his take on like mm -hmm. weird news that's happening, like just totally random stuff. And he'll just like make fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so I actually am a subscriber of that podcast and it's um, it, that podcast combined with one called Decoder Ring and I think like one, oh, and uh, Why Won't You Date Me by Nicole Byer. If you like comedy, you should listen to that one as well. Okay. Um, it's just so funny. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. But so I love, I love Matt Belisai. I think like he started doing those videos when we worked together and we would like show yeah. them to each other and we would giggle. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then he left BuzzFeed, but I was always curious what he was going to do. And it just seems like he's, you know he's forged forward. He's a comedian now. He's fully leaning into it. Um, but Matt Belisai, gosh, he is so funny. And yes. his podcast, I just love it when they're like, it's like a news example in Florida. It's like only in Florida. I'm like, oh, yes. so funny and catchy. And, um, yeah, truly I started listening to that podcast last year when my husband was stationed in uh, Pensacola for training and um, we, were, we started listening to it in Destin, Florida. And <laughs> that city broke me. So oh. I, it's cause it's like in the panhandle like area and it was just like, it wasn't, it was just kind of smoke and mirrors and it was rainy and, and I, we were having a bad day, but thank goodness for that podcast. Cause it got us, it got us through and back Aww. to Pensacola and we were fine. Oh, what, what, so I, I haven't listened to all of his podcasts, but mm -hmm. what is it about Florida? Cause I'm curious. I'm like, like why there was they this one I'll send you the link, but there was this one okay. where a person from Florida like explains the Florida phenomenon, like. Um, where she says like, you know, it's a big state. So like the crazies, you know, like the crazy people or the things that happen like are put on a mic under a microscope because like they're, they're, you know, like they wouldn't, they, we in Florida probably wouldn't bat an eye at it. But so she had like this interesting take on how the news blocks it and then how it gets like to national news. So I'll send you that one. I want to say it was, a, it was a, maybe a year and a half ago was when that one came out, but I was listening to that one on our way to New Orleans. So I, so I definitely remember where I was when I heard her talk about it. And I remember going, huh, that makes sense. Yeah. Huh. So I'll, I'll send you that one after this. Okay. Okay. Yes, please do. Cause I, I mean, I haven't gotten that far cause I've listened to like his recent ones, but I haven't gone back and listened to all the, it's, the I think it's worth it. I, I yeah. Unhappy Hour is one of a very few podcasts that I've listened to in their entirety. Like if it's a, if it's a true crime podcast and it's like, um, like up and banished that one I listen to, cause it's like a 
series or Dolly Parton's yeah. America. And but okay. I, I find that I, I tend to like the weekly formats just a little bit better because um, my, my commute to work when I was commuting in from where I live, which is like just out in East County, just outside of San Diego, kind of like in the suburb. Um, and then commuting to work, I would sit in mass amounts of California traffic as you do. And it would take me 30 minutes to go five miles. So I just start, I've always listened oh, to podcasts. God. Yeah. I, I actually like would find podcasts that could kind of fit within my commute. So I could listen to one episode, like half in the morning and then half like when I yeah. work. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. That's so, good. all right. So podcast humor, that's awesome. Yes. And I, I appreciate that. That's kind of how you're staying sane among the quarantine but what is it, one or a few unpopular opinions you have and i read yours and uh, i have to agree with it before you even say yes. it but i'll I, i'm i'm just gonna let you go for it okay um so speaking of matt bellisai well i don't he felt this way a few years ago i don't know if he still feels this way now but um i absolutely hate pumpkin spice season um so i i love fall don't get me wrong it's one of my favorite seasons but the whole like pumpkin phenomenon that started like a few years ago, like I'm just like, I felt like it just like ruined my fall experience because I'm just like, I don't understand like the draw to it. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't really smell that great to me. And then like, I've tried drinking pumpkin spice lattes. Like I've really made an effort to love, to, to like it, but I just can't get on board with it. I'm like, this doesn't taste good. Um, yeah. So um, anything pumpkin flavored, like I've done that too. I'm like, I'm going to give it a good faith effort. I'm going to give it a try. So, you know, I'll buy the pumpkin flavored stuff at the store and I end up hating it and throwing it away. So <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I agree with you completely there. Yeah. So that's like one, I think that's like my one thing. I think it's like, um, I just like, I feel like it's just so basic. I'm like, oh, everybody loves pumpkin. And so I feel like there's other flavors and I wrote them down like that I feel deserve just as much attention. So like I love the salted caramel latte at Starbucks, which mm -hmm. I feel like is superior to pumpkin spice. Um, and then apple, maple, cranberry, pear, pecan, and hazelnut um, are just like other flavors, right. other fall flavors that I feel like deserve just as much attention, but, um, for whatever reason, we focus on pumpkin every year. <laughs> uh, I, I agree with you because I felt like it would, I don't know if it's like this in Texas, but when I lived in Denver, people went nuts, like, and it was cold enough to, to, to justify getting a pumpkin spice latte. Right. And right. I, I'm a person that likes to drink my coffee cold and my drinks, like mm -hmm. my iced tea, like iced tea and I'll drink hot tea. I actually am really sensitive to caffeine now, so I don't really drink coffee anymore. And when I go to Starbucks, like maybe I'll get like a cold brew um, with like the salted caramel foam on the top or something. But overall, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty generic with my choices. Like if I get a nice coffee, it's um, light ice and no water added and I like know all the secrets because I dated a barista. <laughs> and, <laughs> I heard it on your previous podcast. Um, and you know the Starbucks that he worked at? Yep. Oh, okay. So I was wondering, I was like, is it the Starbucks that was across from our agency? Okay. It, yeah, it was. So there was, okay. a, so for people listening, um, just in case you're not, you've never been to Denver or Cherry Creek and I don't even know what it looks like anymore in Cherry Creek, Cherry Creek, cause they were doing so much construction yeah. before I left, but yeah. there was a Starbucks across from this men's warehouse. And I worked above the men's warehouse. That company no longer is there. Um, 
I have so many, like every memory I have of working there is just such a giggle because we were all <laughs> sort of miserable, but we all Aww. like, but we all got along so well. We called us, we called ourselves, you know, the, the fam- like family. And I've always, I've never worked in a place where I didn't feel like family, I will say. Yeah. Um, but that's just kind of me. Like I want to feel included. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I, um, yeah, like we dated during the summer and then I broke up with him because he went crazy (laughs) and then and then we got back together for like one day and then he went crazy again I was like you know what bye-bye oh Um, no that's okay I hope he's doing well I have no idea what he's doing anymore yeah um I think he works for FedEx but whatever yeah oh well that's an interesting story that was a nice Starbucks that was like one of the more like higher class Starbucks, I feel like. Yeah, they I've had seen. like alcohol before. Oh, I didn't they, even like, know. Like they had alcohol before like anyone else did. And like, it, it was weird. It was like, they, they would use that as like a test store. It was very bizarre. Yeah. Um, but also it was one of the top performers because you're right by Cherry Creek. Yeah. You have the market on that. If people park, cause like they started charging for parking at the mall. So people would right. like park there and people would park in our parking lot that we at work because it was free and no one towed. Yeah. And then my, I, my car got hit so many times in that parking lot. Oh, God. I know. That was such a tiny parking lot. I was like, and, and it sucked because you had to get there super early to, to find a spot. Um, people and were I always was terrible at parking. My, my Audi A4 it was like a boat. I was terrible yeah. parking it. Yeah. <laughs> I think R. everybody R. was because it's hard to maneuver in like a, such a tiny space. And we would get so, like, towards the end of me working there, we would get so bored during the day because they would never turn the lights on. Oh. that we would, that we, cause like the lights were always dim and I sat near right. the window after years of begging, I finally sat near the window and we, <laughs> and we would just like, we had like the person next to me at a standing desk so he could see out the window. So I was sitting uh-huh. and he would go, Oh, bad park job. And we'd all like get up and like, look. And <laughs> so, I mean, but like, those are the memories you'll remember is like the things that you, that yeah. you participated in as a team that like have nothing to do with work, of course. But yeah. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think they were pretty good at, like, trying to do team building activities. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, again, I have no idea what they're up to now, but um, yeah. they moved offices, and I saw that they were just named, like, one of the best places to work in Denver, and good for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, it's good when agencies grow, because, you know, you yeah. can't stay at the same level or and still be successful, so it's yeah, good if they're growing. Yeah, absolutely. So I agree with you there about the pumpkin spice uh, thing. <laughs> I, I, per, I personally just feel like it tastes like chemicals, honestly. Yeah, it just doesn't taste good. I forgot what uh, Matt Bell, if I compared it to, I think he said it was like a yeast infection or something. And I was like, I don't know what a yeast infection tastes like, but I don't know. I was like, I imagine that. Neither would he. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, so that's fine I mean and I always say like if you have an unpopular opinion and I don't agree with it I'm still gonna support your decision yeah. but that is one that I'm on I, I'm on, I'm not on the fence I agree I do okay. like fall scented candles but <gasps> me too but Scott my husband just prefers that we don't burn like anything with a cinnamon smell so he's not oh. a huge fan of um so if I I love the I love the smell of apple cranberry like cinnamon candles mm-hmm. and I only burn I burn them exclusively when he's away like 
Yeah. I buy one and I just burn the crap out of it until it's gone. Oh, so are you burning it right now, even though it's not fall? Uh, no, but I did. <laughs> okay. so I my guest room, I have a guest room and I have a pumpkin spice candle in there from that, that says like family on it. And I, uh-huh. I kept the door shut for so many days that like that room smells like pumpkins. Oh, nice. Well, that's it, but it's nice. It's pleasant because yeah. I, I was like, well, I don't need to air it out because that's yeah. keeping it, keeping it fresh. Right. Right. So to move on, I know like amidst a pandemic and, and we're all like trying to find just like the simplest joys. Yeah. Um, what is currently making you happy? Um, so it sounds really weird considering that I'm single and 35 and you would think I would want to live in a big city, but I feel like I've given, you know, I gave the Dallas Fort Worth area a go. I've lived in Denver and then I lived in Houston in the middle of a big city. And, um, I feel like it just gives me a lot of anxiety. Um, I think just cause I get overwhelmed and I think just because I am an introvert, um, and I, you know, have like suffer from anxiety from time to time. Um, I really like living in a small town. And, um, so I really love Georgetown. Um, I love like my apartment overlooks a nature preserve. Um, and so since I've been working from home, I'll just sit out on my balcony with my laptop, um, when it's, you know, nice outside, um, and just work out there, um, and watch the birds and the butterflies and there's deer out there. Um, so it's just like, it kind of keeps me calm. And it feels like it keeps me grounded right now. Yeah. Um, they have a really cute town square. Um, it's one, of, I think it was named like one of the most beautiful town squares in America, um, or at least Texas. And it's, it's really cute. Like um, it, they light it up around Christmas time and it kind of looks like a Hallmark Christmas movie. Oh, cute. Um, they have a, a university here. It's a private university. So I'll go run. Um, they are started running during this because, you know, our workout room isn't open at the apartment complex. So um, I've been going there. Um, and it's just like, it's just a cute little town. And I think it's yeah. close enough to Austin that it's like a 25 minute drive you know because I was gonna ask how far it was yeah it's really not that far I'm kind of like maybe I don't know name a suburb in Denver that's like I don't know how far like Lakewood yeah kind of like Lakewood so but it's um but it just feels a little bit more like a small town like it it, if you were here you would think like oh this would be in the middle of nowhere but it's Mm -hmm. actually like super close to Austin. I feel so. like, um, I have one of my good friends from high school that I'm still friends with. She went to the university of Texas. And when I visited her, uh, in my early twenties, I, I feel like she lived in Georgetown, but I'm, I, I'm not positive. Okay. Um, it sounds familiar to me. Like I'm, I'm like kind of seeing the landmarks you're talking about, but yeah. Kylie, if you're listening to this, I apologize if that's not where you lived. Uh, <laughs> Austin is one of my favorite cities though. And, um, yeah, there is um, someone we used to work with actually like lives there now. So I'll let you know. Really? Too, so you can reconnect. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very similar to Denver. Um, I've spoken to a couple of people and they're like, oh, people who live in Austin, like who are transplants. Um, he, he, he was saying that um, people kind of bounce between here, Denver, and Portland. Um, that makes so sense. It's like, yeah. They're kind of all kind of similar cities. Yeah. I, I mean, I had the toughest time getting out of Denver and then- yeah. And then now I'm here in San Diego and like, that's where we plan to grow our roots and retire. But, you know, being in the military, like that means that we're not, we bought a house, we'll have to rent it out. You know, that's, that's the nature of it. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, we love our house. Like, yeah, I, I, I would be a lot more unhappy 
being quarantined because if we had not purchased a home in the last, so we've been here a year and if we had not purchased a home in the last year, right now we would be looking for a new place to live. Uh, I, I, I would guarantee yeah. we wouldn't have resigned our lease. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, and so like the, the, this is like, so like such a relief to like not have to worry about that. But um, mm-hmm. for me, like, I agree, like, living in Lemon Grove, I am in this really cute, um, like town watch group that, um, it's on a Facebook group, which I'm, I'm a huge fan of Facebook groups. I think that they're really informative. Um, I, I like Facebook's marketing push towards it, mm-hmm. um, cause I think it's really helpful for people. But, uh, an example is the other night, like there had been a burglary, like somewhere near where I live and the helicopter was like going around my house. That makes it sound very dangerous out here, but California really likes to do the cop helicopters um mm. when they're looking for someone and oh, okay. I hopped on that at that group and immediately someone was like oh I listened to the police scanner like this is what's going on and that they should be over here and then like another person would go oh it sounds like the helicopter circling like this far and but then also like so I felt a lot more connected you know being here by myself sometimes um but then also too like they're doing really great things like for people who are, you know, not able to feed their kids right now. They're posting um, free lunches or free pantries or, Hey, oh, we're going to like great. change out the, like the free library and we're going to put like essentials inside of it. And like, if you, if you need it, this, like, these are the cross streets come find yeah. it. So yeah. it's really wholesome. I think it's better than next door. And that's, what's really making me happy right now is just feeling like yeah. for the first time in my life, I'm in an actual community. Cause I felt very disconnected in Golden Hill when I lived there in San Diego. I felt very disconnected yeah. from Denver as well, um, yeah. being downtown. And, and it's like you'd live in an apartment, so you had that community aspect. But right. living in a house that you own you, and not knowing your neighbors, but then like meeting them virtually, it's kind of been nice and helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. That's, I would, yeah, I, I've never been a homeowner, so I, I can't imagine like it's like it's easy to connect in an apartment because like if you have community exactly. events or you live so close to your neighbor or whatever, but um, living in a house, I feel like you have to make an extra effort unless there was like a resource like that, right. you know, to help connect everybody. Right. And it's like, I, and like where we live, it's so weird anyway, because like we're a house behind a house between sandwiched in between like two apartments yeah so so like first of all no one can find our house which is good or bad um but also you know it's quiet and secluded and that's nice too but then it's like yeah you know I'm not like in North Park for example which would be like Rhino in Denver or you know like not not 6th Street but um Rainy Street in um, okay kind of those nice like walkable you can go everywhere you go and and everyone's super friendly and there's businesses everywhere. But at the same time too, I mean, I imagine where I live will keep, keep, you know, getting better as the time goes on. And when we finally come back and we're retiring out here, I imagine it's going to be a different place than I left it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, that's awesome that that's like what's making you happy. And I am, I'm able to kind of, uh, kind of, you know, relate to that right now too. And I think where you live says like a lot about your mental frame and mindset. And I'm happy that you found a place you like. Thank you. I appreciate that. So we'll come to the end. So I'm going to leave it on, uh, what would you like to promote? So when I mentioned earlier about, um, managing a 
full-time writer and then a couple of freelance writers. Um, right now, I know that we are looking for more freelance writers. So since you're in the marketing field, and I'm sure there are people who follow you that are also in the marketing industry, um, if anyone is looking for freelance work right now and is out of work, um, definitely we'll, we will be looking for more freelance writers. I don't know if we'll be hiring anybody immediately, but definitely in the next few months, um, it's, it'll, it's something that we're going to be looking for. So if you're interested, you know, um, that's Southwest Solutions Group. Um, our marketing office will be looking for freelance writers. And that's great. And I'll put, um, Christine, Christina, I'll put your uh, Instagram in the comments or in the line of this. So people, if they, you know, want to get in touch with you and kind of learn more about it, they can send you a private message. Um, okay. And then I'll also put your website too. If there's a contact form on there, they can kind of get in touch that way as well. Yes. So we, we do have a contact form on our website um, and they can like, you know, forward the email over to me or yeah. Cool. Well, this was awesome. And I mean, do you have any parting words? Um, I don't think so. I think we kind of covered every, all the questions that you sent me ahead of time. I, I appreciate that. Um, gave me some time to think about my answers. So. Oh, no, you yeah. did great. And it was a lovely conversation and I hope that you enjoy your evening and thank you. The weather clears up for you. <laughs> yes. Thank all you. Right. I hope you enjoy your evening too. <laughs> you as well. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Thank you for listening to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and give us a little rating. And if you're interested in becoming a guest, please reach out to me by using one of the links to the podcast social media in the description. Thanks, everyone, and have a great day.